Welcome to the busy Latter-day Saint, where righteous desires and living life come together. Here, members of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints discuss their challenges and successes in studying the scriptures. I'm your host, Richard Bernard. Before we hear from our guest, I encourage you to subscribe to this podcast and leave comments. This will help the podcast in reaching a larger audience. Also, invite your friends to listen. Information on how to reach me and a link to my website are in the show notes. The music for this program is by Marvin Goldstein and used with his permission. And now, today's interview. Oak, welcome. How are you doing this evening? Great. Thanks for having me on. Could you share a little bit about yourself and your family and some history about you? Sure. My uh, original uh, history, I guess, I grew up back east in Pennsylvania, and uh, my dad had served in the military and retired in State College, Pennsylvania, where Penn State's at. So I grew up in a college town and uh, eventually uh, left there and served a mission in Houston, Texas. And during the time I was uh, on my mission, um, just had a, a great experience there, as most missionaries do. And um, when I uh, finished up, I came to Utah uh, to get an education and find, uh, LDS females. <laughs> there, there weren't many where I was living. And, and so I, uh, got married and have been in Idaho and Utah ever since. Um, I work as an accountant and I do IT and web marketing and, um, I've got, uh, five children and, that's, I guess, a little about me. Okay, very good. Now, when did you serve a mission? Uh, 1989 to 91. Oh, that goes back a ways. Yeah, I, I, I don't know uh, what the uh, demographics of your, your listeners are, but um, <laughs> I guess I, I don't feel old yet, but I, <laughs> I, I have to look at the dates and go, I guess I'm getting up there. Yes, aren't, aren't we all? Now, are all of your children out of the home? No, I've uh, I've got one that's graduated from college, and uh, I've got one on a mission, and uh, another one that is doing some college, and, and my youngest is 13, and another okay. one at home as well. All right. And uh, where's the one serving a mission? In California. Uh, she's in the... Uh, uh, Good heavens, and the uh, name of the mission just completely slipped my mind. Between uh, Los Angeles and San Diego area, the uh, in Irvine, and so um, she's she's just loving it out there. But uh, California's been on lockdown because of COVID, and uh, so they've had quite an experience doing a lot of Zoom and Skype meetings with people, but still having success and. Um, they've had some really miraculous things. It's been a really great experience for her out there. Yes, I just came back from California over the weekend. There was a wedding. I just, I'm just i from California, born and raised mm -hmm. there, uh, Southern California. But boy, it's just, <laughs> I don't like going there anymore. <laughs> it's, it's just the traffic and the politics and everything. It's mainly the reason I left about five years ago. 
So I'm very happy to be up here in, in Utah and enjoying something I never had in U California, change of seasons. Mm -hmm. So I'm something I, I really enjoy watching the change of seasons. Okay. Now, you said you're an accountant. Uh, do you work for yourself or work for a firm or... I work actually. Uh, I, I started off in public accounting for a few years, and then I went into industry and worked for a company in Logan. And then um, it'll be almost 20 years ago. I came down and started working for uh, a law firm in Sandy. Uh, a lot of people would recognize it if I said it. It's uh, Craig Swap and Associates, the one call that's all firm. Yep. And so, I, I see that all the time. Yep. It's. <laughs> We advertise a lot. Well, you said you did public accounting, so you're a CPA. I am. Mm -hmm. Okay. I was told by an attorney in California, I was 25 years in the insurance business, and I did a lot of working with people who, um, I don't know if I would call them wealthy, but they had sufficient funds. And uh, so I would work with an attorney quite a bit. And um, he pass the CPA exam and also, of course, the law exam. And I was talking to him once and he said, the toughest exam is that CPA exam that he's ever taken. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he said that that's the tough one. So whenever I know someone's a CPA, I kind of tip my hat for you. Because <laughs> from what I've been told, it's it's quite difficult. All right. Well, now um, let's get into studying the scriptures. Now, first of all, when you were a missionary, uh, obviously you studied the scriptures quite often. And when you came back home, were you able to keep it up or did you find it uh, difficult to, to do that and get into real life? You know, I I always uh, when I got back from my mission, I came out to Utah State and I I had the greatest experience there with the Institute program. Back then, um, Utah State ran on a quarterly system. Uh, so you'd had three major quarters of the year to take classes instead of two semesters. And I, I just loaded up on those every chance I got. I would take a few classes each quarter and I would find out, you know, like, well, who's the best teacher for this subject? And, um, you know, I, I never really tried to go to a class to say, you know, I got to get an A in this class. That was not my purpose in being there. It was to just glean all of the little highlights and insights that these, you know, men and women that were teaching there had uh, gathered over their years, you know, decades of study in the scriptures. And so I took a lot of notes, had a lot of classes, and that was that was my um, kind of out, you know, relaxation. I just loved going to those classes and uh, learning from them. And when I graduated and left Utah State and went into uh, my first job, you know, I, I've always just kind of been drawn to the scriptures and just loved studying them. And so I, I continued with that. And uh, about that time, computers were... Uh, becoming a little bit more uh, advanced. And as I think sometime around then, the, the first digital scripture program came out. And I don't remember the exact name of it. It was a DOS program 
uh, back before Windows for those that uh, remember the such things. And I remember really liking this DOS program a lot. And you could go in and do a search and it would pull it up. And while your search was up on the screen, you could do another search and it would hold that in memory and put like another layer on top of your search results. And then down in the bottom corner of the screen, it would say, you know, like you're on layer two, layer three, layer four. And you just hit escape to go to the, the layer before you. And so I loved that program because I could like dig into something and not lose my place. And a few years uh, passed and Windows came out and the first, well, one of the first iterations of this program in Windows was released. And I was so excited because I thought, oh, this is going to be awesome. I'll be able to see multiple windows at the same time. And, you know, because it's windows, you can have some a pane up here and another one up over here and see these things side by side. And that didn't happen. And I was so frustrated and disappointed. I was like, I like the DOS version better. And I, you know, used it, but it just wasn't the same. And I was uh, kind of complaining to one of my friends and I, I wrote a letter actually to the company several pages long on like, here's what your software should have been. You know, <laughs> you could have done this and this and this. And I was really excited to use it. And they wrote me back and said, well, we have a, a board of people that, you know, make these decisions and this was the direction we wanted to go. And I was like, okay, but it's not as useful as it could be. <laughs> you know, you could really do some cool stuff with it. And I talked to a, a friend of mine and I was kind of complaining about like, oh, I wish they'd done this software differently. And he said, well, why don't you do it? And I was like, well, why don't I? <laughs> and uh, I didn't know what challenges that would entail in front of me, but um, I immediately sat down and started to design something and I put it together and just kind of sketches, you know, some basic computer art. And I started showing it to some people. I did a little focus group and this is a long time ago, but you know, life happened and it put my project on the back burner for a long time. And it took me, I, I started the project probably three times with programmers and something would come up, some roadblock. And finally, a couple of years ago, I was like, okay, I'm either, I've either got to do it now or it's never going to happen. And so I, I plowed through the obstacles and got the first uh, version released, which any first version is not what, you know, the creator wants it to be. But it was something, you know, I got it started. And uh, in the next few weeks, we'll be releasing the next major iteration of it that'll have some new features. It's called Scripture Notes, and uh, you've, you've seen it. And it, uh, it has a great interface for uh, digging deeper into the scriptures, I think, than anything else that's really available at this time. And I'm really excited about some of the features coming out. And the, the new foundation of the software is going to allow us to expand and um, add some additional features that are going to be really powerful, too. Now, as far as programming, where did you learn uh, programming? 
I am only a novice programmer. I did not program this myself. I, um, some years ago, my uh, brother-in-law was doing some uh, programming online in a language called Cold Fusion, and I played with that mm-hmm. for a while. I did some projects in Cold Fusion, um, nothing super advanced, but it taught me about databases and uh, how to, you know, do some basic programming. So I understand kind of the lingo and and the logic of how some of this stuff works. And um, so when I've started this project, I've never been a programmer on this project. Um, but back then, you know, 18, 20 years ago, whatever it was, I actually built in Cold Fusion my first version of Scripture Notes. So mm-hmm. for a long time, uh, I have had a very simple version where I had the scriptures down one column and notes down a second column, and the the space in between the scriptures would expand if I, you know, put a lot of notes in there, so that my scriptures and notes were always side by side. Each verse was next to its note. Okay. And I could also do a search for any word and and do like Boolean searches, which are a lot more powerful than just a single word. And the search results would bring up each verse with its note. And so I could just, you know, I've done that for 15, 18 years, and I've just typed a lot of stuff because it's so much more convenient to have your notes visible while you're typing or while you're reading uh, the scriptures. So it's just been, I don't know how to say it, except it's been a revelatory experience for me to... uh, Every time a thought pops into my head or a question or some insight, I just can record it. I never lose anything. Um, I, I know that on your website, as far as your app, you you talk about app study the way your brain works. Right. And, and obviously that's what you're talking about is having taking notes at the same time as looking at the scriptures. Um and I, I think the key is being able to retrieve the information without having to go through a three-ring binder or a spiral binder to find the notes you made six months ago. Right. And so um, now, so you do all of your studying actually, what, on a laptop or a desktop? I I have a laptop, but with a larger monitor. And one of the things that will be coming out with uh, not this next iteration of the app, but um, one of the next projects we'll be doing is the, the mobile development for a you know, cell phone app and tablet. Uh, but I do all of my studying right now. In the morning, I just get up and come down to you know, our computer room and um, have a nice widescreen monitor so I can see lots of stuff at once. Yes. And it, it seems to me that your um, app, which runs off a browser, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, um, obviously, having a large screen would be very useful. I'm going to be very curious to see what happens with the mobile. Um, I'm more of a mobile person. I like to move around, and so I use the newer iPad Pros and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll use my iPhone occasionally to, to read, but to actual study, I've got to have my iPad with me. And occasionally, I've come to my Mac, but... Um, Usually I just prefer to use a mobile, so I'm really anxious to see the direction you take on that uh, mobile app. Well, tell me about when you get up in the morning 
and you start studying exactly if you can run run through exactly what you do sure i i like to i like to look at verses and find something that jumps out at me and then i ask like well how is that word used somewhere else or that phrase how, does it appear uh, in other verses, you know, what, um, you know, I might see a word and think, man, I, I have never even seen that particular word before. Does it even appear in other verses? Uh, and sometimes it's surprised me some of the things that have jumped out at me and led me on kind of uh, down the rabbit hole, so to speak. And um, I'll give you an example. One In my first tutorial that I do, this is like one of my favorite things that I ever had happen. I was reading, I think, in Alma, and I saw the word director, which it was talking about the Liahona. Uh, and I was like, director, what? where else does that appear? I wonder if there are other verses that use that word director. I was like, I, th I think there's a couple. And, you know, so I did a search for the word director. And I, uh, with my app, you can use wild cards. And so I... Uh, you know, I'm in a habit of putting a wild card at the end because there is actually one verse that says directors, uh, plural. And I was like, whoa, here's five verses. And four of the five verses are talking about the Liahona. And there's one verse, though, that had um, a reference to in the Doctrine and Covenants, uh, let me just pull up the verse here. It's uh, Doctrine and Covenants section, uh, where are we at here? Section 3, verse 15. And this is the one that when I read this, I was like, oh my goodness, the Lord puts Easter eggs into the scriptures. It's like you you don't see like the little Easter egg out in the grass unless you go search for it. And this verse says, for thou hast suffered the counsel of thy director to be trampled upon from the beginning. And that's when I realized like the word director here is a reference to all the other verses that use the word director it, where, the, where it talks about the Liahona. And what the Lord is saying is he's the Liahona. He is the director. And, and when he says, you've suffered the counsel of thy director to be trampled upon from the beginning, it's like Laman and Lemuel ignoring the Liahona or something. That, you know, like, it just brings to mind all these other elements, uh, sort of like, I guess, sort of like Isaiah, where, you know, he's so, uses so much imagery. This did the same thing for me, just in a, in a very small scale to see, you know, here's this word standing out that uh, clearly identifies Jesus Christ as the Liahona, but he doesn't openly say that anywhere else. It's a verse that you would not have seen unless you associated that word director with all the you know few verses um, that talk about the Liahona. So I love just looking for words and searching and seeing what they find. I've, I have found many uh, times that there are hidden Easter eggs like that uh, across the scriptures, but you, you can't put a complete picture together 
unless you look at all the instances of a word being used. So that's like a big part of my study. Okay, very good. And um, yeah, I like the way that that works. And uh, I, I think the key thing here is you're able to do Boolean searches. And for those that don't know what a Boolean search is, I will put um, some notes in the podcast here. So anyway, I'll I'll put that in the notes, uh, a link to, so they can learn a little bit about Boolean. And obviously, mm -hmm. they can go to your website and use that knowledge of using Boolean. Now, on your website, do you have something for new people on how to do searches? Yeah, actually, on the uh, main website, there's a page that is like a search cheat sheet. And so... Uh, you can get to it under the uh, FAQ at the top of the scripturenotes.com site. If you click on search cheat sheet, you'll see a whole bunch of Boolean search oh, okay. examples that you can use. So you could just link to that. You, know, you can use quote marks. You can use wild cards. You can use parentheses. Um, you can use uh, plus and minus sign to say add this word, take this word out. So it's... It's super powerful. It's way, way better than just saying, okay, I want to do a search for um, sanctification. You know, yes. you can yes. you can get a lot more complex with your searches and refine that down to something a lot more uh, focused. Yes, and I use the um, Gospel Library, um, mm -hmm. and the one complaint I have is the search capability. Um, if you're an Apple user, there is one Boolean type search you can do. And if you have an Android, forget about it. And I just wish they would expand the, uh, the capability to um, have more powerful searching in it. So if, if I need to do more powerful searching, then obviously I come to like your app. Um, I also go to the Citation Index, which doesn't use Boolean, but it's Boolean type. I can't remember the actual search name that they use. But being able to search the scriptures in this way is very, very powerful. Now, you've talked about, and I don't think you mentioned it, but I think it's on your website somewhere, or maybe it's from an email I've gotten from you, that um, this helps to lead to revelation. Can you talk about that? Sure. Um I I kind of intimated it this earlier, but when you have the ability to take notes, how many how many times are you reading, like especially paper scriptures? You're reading, maybe you're at church, you're looking at your scriptures, and a thought hits you that you've never considered before, or maybe somebody else in the class even says something, and you're like, oh, I've never considered that insight. Well, unless you write it down, Odds are, when you get home, you're not going to remember it. And if you only have your paper scriptures, you are, you know, working with a very tiny area to try and write a thought out. And so, the the great thing about having a, a memo field, which is like unlimited text next to the verse, is every thought that comes to you, you can write down. And I, uh, not that I'm great and insightful. But I'll tell you, over the years, as I have reviewed my notes, as I'm looking at a verse of Scripture to see, like, okay, what did I put about this? I've been stunned at some of the stuff that the Lord revealed to me, and I wrote down. 
like, wow, I can't believe I had that thought because I hadn't even thought about that in a dozen years. And here it is right here. I didn't have to think it again. You know, I didn't have to go through the process of thinking through this because I already have and I've got, you know, some some notes down that explain something that's very meaningful to me. And so I the, the ability to have especially your notes when you do a search, like if I do a search and I see all of my notes together for all of the related verses, that's very powerful. But what I, I did in the, the Scripture Notes app was I tried to take that one step further, and there will actually be another step that I take uh, in a future version of this. But when you do a search and you have related verses, you can save it as a collection and have a master memo field for all the verses. So now not only do you get a note for each verse, but you can type a talk or a um, prepare. I know one uh, sister, a friend of mine that's using this to write a book because she can organize several verses together for a chapter and write the chapter at the top right above all the verses. So it's mm. kind of like a split uh, top area where you're using as a word processor and then at, under it, all the verses with their notes. And so it's it's just great because revelation comes by asking questions. And as you read as you read the scriptures, we should be saying, why is that word in here? Why is that word plural? What, why did he use this word here? You know, what does this mean? As we're asking those questions, I find that if we're willing to write the answers down, the Lord's a lot more willing to, to give us something to write down. Sometimes I won't even know what the revelation is, and I will write the question down. And by the time I'm done writing the question, you know, why does it say this? What does that imply about such and such? By the time I finish that question mark, I can start writing and sometimes have an answer, an insight that comes to me through revelation just because I was willing to take the time to write down the question. I've had that happen, I don't know how many, hundreds of times, uh, where you just, it comes. Yes, I've, I've had the same experience. Now, I'm curious about one thing, um, not that we go to Sunday school or priesthood anymore because of COVID, but right. in the day that you we did have Sunday school or priesthood meetings, and a something came to you, what were you writing it into? Did, did you have your browser open? Or were you using a phone? Were you using a tablet? What were, what, what were you doing to record it? Sure. So in the early days of having my first app, uh, I would, every time we went to church, I would always kind of uh, confiscate the church program. <laughs> and that was my little, uh, you know, writing pad to just jot notes down. And then I would come home, look up the verse that, somebody had mentioned an insight about and I'd written the insight down and then I would transfer it into my notes. And then as time went on a little longer, I had an iPad and I would actually open up my app because I, my first app I, I put into a website I had as just like a, a back door to it so I could access it and all my notes at church through my iPad. And and so now I kind of do the same thing. I can use an iPad. I can write notes on the program. 
um, just depends on the, the length of it. Sometimes I have used my cell phone, uh, just type out a quick email to myself with the, the insight and then, you know, take care of it after church. Yeah, I think it's very important for people to understand that you don't have to be digital to take notes with the Lord speaking to you. <laughs> right. Uh, a pen and paper will work just fine. Um, I know um, on my iPad, I like to just use my Apple Pencil on my iPad and use Good Notes as the app. It's all open and I can write things down and then uh, that my handwriting can be converted to text, and then I send that over to, you know, the gospel library or wherever I want, or to my journal. And so it's so important that we learn that if we don't write these things down, we do lose them. And you're absolutely right. The Lord sees us doing that and says, well, maybe he's treating this um, seriously. And I know in the last few interviews I've had, this has been brought up, that uh, we need to record as these thoughts come. And as we're listening to General Conference or sitting in a sacrament meeting, it's so important to just write down what's coming to you. Very, yeah. very important. Well, now, you, with your children, have you been able to teach them how to study like this, or have they taken their own way? You know, that's interesting. I... Um... As they've aged, you know, we do our family scripture study, and I a lot of times I've just pulled up the app and uh, kind of broadcast it to our TV, and we'll uh, I'll, I'll see my the, the verses and my notes right there, and so we can all review it. Um, but recently, uh, one of my daughters, she's been kind of doing a little work for me, and she wanted to study something in the scriptures and she hadn't really gotten into the scripture notes app, but she thought, I'm going to try this out, you know, and after a couple of days of using it, she was like, this is the coolest thing I can do. I can like do these searches and take all my notes right here. And she really got excited about it. And I think that's important for kids to like, find a, a good medium of digging that they can really get into the scriptures and not lose their place. Like you've seen this, but for the benefit of listeners with scripture notes, you can pull up as many different, uh, I call them pains as you want. So it's like a vertical column and then you can scroll horizontally through the app. So you never lose your place. If you're studying something and you go, well, what does this mean? You just bring up a new search pane do the search and it brings up the results in a new pane and you can just add as many panes as you want. And then when you're ready to go back, you can just close those panes and you're right back where you started. So it's super convenient for digging into something and not losing track of where you started. That's kind of one of my frustrations with gospel library and other programs is once you start to dig down a couple levels, you're like, Oh, where was I? You know, did I, was was I reading? <laughs> you know, you just sort of lose track of exactly where you're at as soon as you start to follow a, a footnote or you know another verse reference, and so it it becomes tricky to to get back to your starting point. Yeah, in the gospel library, <clears throat> I'll use the um, the notebooks, and I'm able to send links to there and and make my notes. But again, it. <laughs> trying to figure out how to really say this properly, but 
what's important is that we study the scriptures. <laughs> right. And if you want to use scripture notes or if you want to use spiral binders or three-ring binders or the gospel library, do it because what is important is to do that. But I do think your app offers a lot of advantages uh, to, to scripture study. Well, um, before we end here, if people want to learn more about your um, application, where, where should they look? The, the website is scripturenotes.com. And, you know, I've got, you'd asked uh, a little earlier, I'll just mention this, you know, for, for new people, how does, how do you kind of onboard with the app? And so you can sign up for a free account and literally like everything is free, um, for 30 days. And after 30 days, everything is free except for one feature, which is creating collection notes. So that requires a pro subscription and there will be other pro features coming, but um, you can, uh, you'll immediately start with some tutorials that will be sent to you for a couple weeks. Every other day, you'll get a tutorial that will show you how to use certain aspects of studying to dig into the scriptures with scripture notes. And when you're done with that, then I start to go into a weekly email on resources that are available to you and how to use them to enhance your scripture study. So like I cover the uh, Webster's 1828 Dictionary, which is an amazing resource. Uh, uh, Noah Webster was an amazing Christian. His dictionary is full of faithful stuff. Lots of scriptures are used in definitions and examples. It's really cool. And then I go to uh, Strong's Exhaustive Concordance to show people how to look up Greek and Hebrew meanings of words. And then I go to the LDS Citation Index that uh, some people at BYU have done, which is a fantastic way of going backwards. Like, okay, I'll start with this verse. Now, where are all the statements that prophets have made in conference or the Journal of Discourses about this verse? And you can bring those in. In fact, uh, in my upcoming release in a few weeks, you're going to be able to click a button in Scripture Notes and go straight to these resources for the verses. So if you say, I want to see the Greek-Hebrew meanings here, you can click a button, it'll open up uh, one of a couple uh, websites like Blue Letter Bible or Bible Hub, and you'll be able to access that, or it'll go straight to the LDS Citation Index and so that's, I'm excited to have that because it's one click to go to the content for that verse. Um, and then after the uh, resource emails, there's about six of those, then I just, I do a weekly study topic. And just if people want to start right at the beginning, they can work through those to see, here's examples of something I'm studying and how I use scripture notes with it. And, you know, I, I, I think I have some creative uh, projects out there, some examples. One of my favorites um, was a project on diagramming, which when I say diagramming, I don't mean like sentence diagramming, but like actually making a visual for something I was studying. And uh, this one day I was reading in the Doctrine and Covenants section 121, and there's a verse that says, um, talking about priesthood holders, it says, they do not learn this one lesson. And that just jumped out at me. It was like the Spirit just said, now pay attention, there's a lesson here. And what 
what happened was I started digging into the scriptures to understand this one lesson. And it led me through all kinds of things. And I wound up diagramming priesthood on one side of a, a graphic and priesthood um, authority, well, basically priesthood authority on one side and priesthood power on the other and how we achieve power in the priesthood and how uh, the authority works in tandem with it. It, you know, might not be meaningful to anybody else, but for me, it was, it was way fun. I love a good scripture project that lets me dig in and feel like I'm, I'm learning. And not only that, but I'm also preparing to teach it, you know, because I think that's really ultimately why we learn that the, if you're learning with the idea that someday I might teach this and I want to save my insights and things, I, I think the Lord just opens up revelation to you to help you prepare for your future. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. I um, I believe the same thing. That's the reason, um, of course, the Gospel Library is my main one. I mm -hmm. use your app also, but um, it's just... if. I've had an instance where a bishop has come up to me uh, at the beginning of sacrament meeting. He's got that look in his face or in his <laughs> eyes, and I know he's going to ask something. And basically, the whole family was sick that was going to speak, and he asked if I would speak. And I said, what topic? And I had my iPad with me or my phone, and I said, tell me the topic. I'm ready. And I yes, I, I, I think that's the reason we should do it. And I, like I said, I have the same attitude. I'm I'm cataloging all of this so that when I have to teach, or something comes up, that I'm I'm ready. Now, you, you talked about diagramming. Um, have you used mind maps? I I use mind maps. I've used it for um, uh, all the Isaiah quotes um, uh, in the Book of Mormon. Um, I've done it for the all the olive tree, uh, chapter five of Jacob. And mind mapping helps me because I can then color code and put tags on it. And it just helps me to see the, the big picture. Um, I first did that with the introduction to the Book of Mormon, uh, the preface there. I, I find the way the English is written very confusing for me. And so I diagrammed it out and it became very clear what, what was meant. So have you tried uh, mind mapping? Yeah, actually, I did buy um, kind of a, uh, well, a, a commercial product a few years back because I saw some of those same advantages in in doing mind mapping and being able to just kind of like, hey, attach this over here, attach this over here. And in fact, that was one one of my design iterations of scripture notes was a little bit more like that where i could like say put this window up here put this window over here and i still may do that someday but um i i've found a lot of value from having a mind map tool as well to help me diagram things that get big yes i i find it very very helpful well, Oak, I, I've really appreciated the time with you. I've actually, I've learned some things here that I never thought about before, and um, I appreciate your time. Well, Oak, I want to thank you very much for your time with me, and would you do one last thing and simply bear your testimony? Sure, I'd be happy to. I, I have uh, such a, a love for 
the prophet Joseph Smith. Uh, as we've been studying the Book of Mormon this year, it's it's my favorite book. Um, I I can't not want to study the scriptures in the Book of Mormon. I I have a such a hard time fathoming how anyone can not open that book and know that it came from God. Uh, I understand how people have, you know, certain issues that they bring up and they question things, but to to see what is in that book is miraculous. And I, I just am so grateful the Lord preserved it and called the prophet Joseph Smith to translate it. I'm so grateful to to all the prophets that have recorded and sacrificed their lives and their, you know, not only in living their lives, but often being martyred for, you know, the, the cause. And uh, I, I love to just study the scriptures. And I, I, I guess that's my passion. That's why I've um, created the app that I did was to help other people have some of those same experiences at, at digging in and receiving revelation. And I, I'm certainly no expert at it, but uh, I think joy in life comes from revelation. It's it's those moments when you know God revealed something to you and you cherish it and you write it down and it, it means something to you. And I just, I just love the scriptures. I love uh, the Lord and what He's done for uh, my family and I. Um, there's been, uh, you know, we we didn't really get into to personal stuff. I've, our family's been through, you know, our share of life experiences. Some people call them life quakes, and uh, everybody goes through stuff. And I just am, am so grateful to know that the Lord saw exactly what we were going to go through. And he has been there every step of the way for us. Um, even, you know, times of uh, fear or anxiety arise, but we're always able to cope with that and turn to the Lord for help. And he just He just sees us through things if, you know, we put our trust in him. And... Uh, I, just, I guess I'll just uh, close that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.